Pints and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Time for the show. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Taking my shirt off by this piano. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Hal That in a bag of chips, Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation. Just keep writing, Lindsay Kelk. Woo! It's funny you should say that because I am yeah. very much on a deadline. So, are you, what's your deadline? Where are we? Uh, How close oh, are we? We, we? It was July 1st, and um, about a week and a half ago, I deleted the entire document and started again. So, you know, like oh now it's, it's a moving deadline now. I don't okay. know if you know this, but things have been kind of wild. Um, <laughs> and no. we can't hold ourselves to the same standards of productivity that we once did. That's my excuse. I put that okay. in an email and got a like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to try that I, with your bosses, I, I recommend giving it a shot. I've taken one mental health day in the, in the last three months. Yeah. So You're not allowed. I, might, my mental health is not allowed to take a day. <laughs> yeah. I might need another one sometime soon, but uh, yeah, that's, look, it's fine. Just keep writing Lindsay Kelk. She's fine. It's, She's fine. And anyone who tells fine. you otherwise is a liar. I am yeah. fine. Don't worry about it. Oh my goodness! I'm not it's worry fine. About it. It's, it's totally fine. It's fine. <laughs> this is our 200th episode. What? Yeah, that's so that's right. many. That means we've been doing this show for four years. What? See, I did my math. Lindsay, when you you started, you were featured for. You were a guest. First. I was a guest. I was a guest. I came onto the show to talk about my love of Bret Hart, and somehow Danielle still allowed me to come back. Um, so that was a big deal. The gatekeeper of our show. Yeah, uh, I was still allowed to, to return. Um, I was trying to work this out. I was chatting with Danielle. And we were trying to work out how long I've been involved, and it's um, roughly forever, but like yeah. longer than not now, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. It's and beautiful. I was a fan before I was a part of the show, so it's very. I Danielle was trying to ask me which was my first episode. I'm like, I can't remember because I listened to them. So I feel like I was part of them because I was shouting at you all in my car before I was allowed to shout to your faces. <laughs> it's hard to say. So never give up your dreams, kids. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I'm Co- saying. <laughs> if you co-host podcasts from your car that you're not part of, you will eventually become co-hosts of those podcasts. Fact. Fact. It's canon. It's happened. Like, it's Do you realize if, if that's true, just give me to the Max Fun family, there would be 4.2 million McElroy siblings? Amazing. I, I mean, that's that sounds a, about right to me. Yeah. Is that, is that not in, accurate? No, it was in Newsweek. Well, Lindsay, I, w- I, was a little, I was a little confused when I walked in and immediately saw a shrine in your apartment um, to tights and fights with Daniel's pictures all over the place. Just says Don't be weird about it, Julian, because <laughs> when you came over, you were like, oh, that's really cool. And now, yeah. and now you're trying to pretend like it wasn't. Yeah, the mm. cats were bowing to it and everything. It was great. They're well-trained. <laughs> they know their place. Like, it's very fine. well-trained. Uh, Terms of cats. By the way, uh, since I mentioned the McElroys, I have to thank Travis McElroy. He's the reason why I am part of this show, because I told him years ago that I was thinking about, like, it would be really fun to do a wrestling podcast. And he was like, I think they're planning one at, at Max Fun. Email Jesse about it. And then I was lucky enough to to be a part of that. 
So I'm grateful. I'm happy for these four years. And based on the fact that wrestling can't even be stopped by a pandemic where one of your <laughs> developmental talents tests positive, we'll be doing this until we all die. Uh, it is the cockroach. It's the cockroach of sports entertainment. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it, will never, it will never go away. Who, who do you think it, they haven't identified who it was. Who do you think it was? I don't know. know. And I considered, because I obviously am very invested in the pandemic. Is that mm-hmm. the right term? I sure. really wanted to know who it was. And I even yeah. considered going down a Reddit hole. And then I was like, no, love yourself. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> That's not healthy. Um, so I don't know who it was. Um I obviously, we we were all quite aware that the Perspex shields, they do nothing. In the words of McBain, <laughs> the safety mm-hmm. goggles, they do nothing. Um, so, I mean, are we surprised? No, we're not surprised. I don't know who it was. I wish I did, and I wish Mm-mm. they might have made it public before they brought Ric Flair in for Raw. But hey, me and my wacky ideas. I don't know. Yeah, well. Who do, do you, do you, who do you think it was? I think it's someone we ha- that we don't know, but I think it's a legacy. I do not think it's The Rock's daughter. I'm going to put it right out there. Okay. I don't think it's her. I think she is responsible uh, because her dad and I assume her mother as well. But they did an excellent job of co-parenting him. Well, but so. mine did a terrible job of co-parenting. And look at me now, Hal. Look at me now. <laughs> so I'm just saying sometimes that's yeah. a motivator. That's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is a podcast about wrestling. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> we well, get it, more and more into my terrible family every week, and I really think it's it's a thread that the listeners would love us to keep pulling. I really do. It's, I, yeah, <laughs> like slowly. We should slowly tug at the thread to my get to get out, where you, you guys. Go. So thank you for being my safe space. <laughs> oh God, it would be weird to do the show and not address the fact. That I think uh, the list was five million wrestlers were outed uh, as either sexual predators or pedophiles or I mean, lots of crazy stuff. I don't know how much there is to say if it's ne- I don't think it's necessary. We, we were talking about it before and you you brought up pre-recording of the show that it's something we should address. But also it doesn't make sense to go through the list of which as a person who hasn't watched all the wrestling in the world i said i knew 10 names on the list yeah it's rough one it's of a very very comprehensive list which is terrifying mm-hmm. um yep. yeah like we said we we obviously just got to talking about this right before we recorded all the information isn't out there we are not dodging it i don't want anyone to think like oh you're just not going to cover it as this story develops and i say we're not investigative journalists unless it's about wrestlers and their cats in which case danielle and i will find out the truth in a heartbeat um mm-hmm. but this is a tricky one to start talking about it with any kind of authority because we don't have that right now i would say if you are interested in knowing more go read these women's stories mm-hmm. that's always the best place to start is see what the, the people are saying because believe women and believe people that have been in these positions i've seen a lot of people who are saying like oh well screw that person she's crazy or like oh there's no evidence for this and like are we back here oh, did we not do me too did we not go through this i hope that people being brave enough to come forward with their stories will make future perpetrators think twice because yes. now there's no guarantee that you can bully someone into silence. No. I, I know I, that's a very, very optimistic way to, to look but at it. I also hope. You've got to be, if, you know. 
the, the this idea of innocent until proven guilty. I don't know that that this applies here. I think it's better for you rather than piling on and giving your two cents, which aren't worth anything. Mm-hmm. Your best bet is to sit back and see what happens. Yeah. This is really hard to hear, which is probably the truth for you. Yeah. Just sit back, shut your fucking mouth, delete your Twitter if that's what you need to do. Yeah. Because you probably don't need to be on there. Certainly don't play the victim uh, when people call you out for being an asshole. I get it. And say, I can't say what I want. Uh, Can't even say anything. It's my opinion. No, it's, it's totally natural a 100% natural reaction to see some of those names and feel hurt or disappointed or angry or even defensive because this is something we've been talking about as a larger culture right now. It's natural. You align yourself with your faves. Like that's part of your identity. Your favorites in the things that you love is part of your identity. And then if you find out the person that they are isn't the character that they play or the person that they are isn't necessarily the whole truth and that you find out something about them that you now have to realign your perception of them that is hard and your natural reaction may be to be defensive that's not wrong but the wrong thing is to be defensive in a public forum that's wrong like go tell your friend who knows you trust you understands you and can talk to you about why you might be feeling that way like don't go on twitter and be like but i love that guy he can't possibly have done that thing it's like oh I, as a lady, have some terrible information for you that many of the guys you have enjoyed in your life have done terrible things. All right. Yay. Episode 200. (laughs) Uh, This is why I love the nation of conversation. We have the conversations and not the screaming and the shouting and the other things on some of the other podcasts. So yay, conversations. (laughs) That's all I've got to say. Let's talk about backlash. Oh, we should this do that. This was an that okay happened. show. I'm sorry, WWE, but if you want me to take this seriously as the greatest wrestling match of all time and you're going to pull yeah. out your old referee attire and you're going to put a weird MSG sign up for some reason to convince me it's real wrestling, why would you promote it with a song about the circus? Why have you done that? It doesn't yep. make any sense. I was That was very confusing to me. If Jackman's not going to come out and punch someone in the face again, I end this. If you don't have Zendaya spinning on a circle from the sky, end th- and I know you don't. I you mean know Alira? you do not. Yeah, that one. They probably could have got Zac Efron, but they didn't try. They just used the song. They sang about a circus. And then I watched some older gentlemen wrestle. It wasn't a bad match. It was a good match. It wasn't a bad match. It was a good match. I was primed to not care for it because it was the greatest wrestling match of all time. And, yeah, of um, course. I realized it was very, very popular. People really enjoyed it. And I didn't not enjoy it. I once had a friend who was dating someone. We were talking about films. And he said, have you ever seen the film Apocalypse Now? Which in and of itself was adorable. <laughs> Um, I was like, I, I, I have, I saw, and I just think it was in college. So I'm like, I just saw it. Isn't it amazing? He was like, oh, it's just really, really, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's really, really long. And it was the best <laughs> description of Apocalypse Now. That like, it might not have been the most in-depth or the most critically thoughtful, but I was like, he's not wrong. It's a long movie. And I know people yeah. at home are disagreeing with me and saying how fantastic it was. I'm not saying it wasn't fantastic. I'm just struggling so hard with these long matches at the moment. I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was great. They put on a, a good match. They did not put on the greatest wrestling match of all time. They put on 
a very good match. It's just impossible to compare it to any match that had a full crowd of people. Yes. There, that, that well, but it had the missing. sound and of a full crowd of people. It had this, like it sounded better. I like the 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 Howard Finkel touch at the beginning with the the Madison Square Garden microphones. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Introducing first from St. Louis, Missouri, weighing 240 pounds, Randy Orton. From Toronto, Canada, weighing 240 pounds, There were a lot of nice touches in it. There were a lot of small moments because both of those guys sort of get the small moments that help tell a story. Yes. Fantastic storytellers. And they gave their all. You just, you'll never know how you would feel about it if there were a larger crowd. Then you might be... I mean, imagine if they had been able to do it in Madison Square Garden. That would have been amazing. Incredible. It would have been incredible. They did themselves uh, no favors by advertising it the way that they did. Yeah, that was the biggest problem for me. And that and like the constant false finishes, like the two counts, Mm -hmm. all of the two counts, so many two counts. I was like, I'm trying to make dinner (laughs) and I kept being like, get half up out the chair and I'll ask it. Oh, no, no, it's not. Back down, back down. I I don't mind it. There's plenty of New Japan matches. I love that end that have a million two counts and that are very long matches. And this did remind me of that. Like I got kind of an Okada vibe almost from some of this. But the crowd noise was also off-putting for me. Because I, I, and I know I, you cannot win, apparently. You cannot, you can no longer win with me. Because uh, I didn't like it when they had their first match and it was completely weirdly silent with the golf commentary. And mm-hmm. uh, this week when they piped in an entire WrestleMania's crowd noise was very confusing. But now I'm like, maybe they were just trying to cover up the Corona coughs. I don't know. Um, <laughs> somebody in there had it. Somebody in there had it. I understand Edge is injured. Edge sustained some sort of tricep injury. Torres tricep. Yeah, he's going to be out for a year. He's uh, already had surgery. Well, then they get their blow-off match at Mania next year, and then Edge fully retires, and that seems fine. Please, please let that be the thing. I got to be honest. I don't know if he comes back and his tricep is in good shape. I don't think. I don't think you the want him to keep going forever. You want, no, it, it totally won't. I don't want him hurt. Obviously. I just feel that he is a he is a grown ass man who who will make the decision <laughs> whatever decision he makes. Yeah, I think oh, he absolutely. will make. I don't think he's he doesn't seem like the kind of person who would talk to his wife about it and say, "What do you think?" And she'd be like, "I don't think you should do it." And then he goes, "Well, fuck you! I'm going to go through the curtain." I think Old now. Edge wouldn't have talked to her about it. I think now no. he would come in. I think they would be in their beautiful house. Uh, and she would be making breakfast and she would look up because he'd gone out for a pre-dawn run to really think mm-hmm. things over. And I think he'd you know, pull his hoodie down and look at her and she'd be like, so what have you decided? And he's like, these are the, the options and I want to talk to you about it. And I think they would discuss it over coffee while the little ones play on the rug. I'm not saying I've like Googled real estate in that area just in case. Uh, it looks nice. I'd, I'd enjoy living there. But that's just what could happen. That's just what could happen. Look, you don't need real estate if you're going to move in with them. I'm sure they have plenty of room for you. I mean, I feel like it's rude to make an assumption and that maybe I could just like get somewhere to start with 
and then eventually move in together. You know, like you don't want to be like, hey guys, and show up with my bags. That's rude. Also, where's Jeff gonna live? Jeff can't move in with them. That's that's just a massive imposition. So I'll need somewhere to keep mm. Jeff and the cats. The cats might need to come. <laughs> we'll discuss this. We'll discuss this later. That's true. It'll be figured out uh, in the future. But yeah, Edge taking the loss to Randy Orton after the return of the punt. Hates then the next it. night, hates yeah. it. Well, then the punt returned as uh, the less. He, he punted Christian. He punted your pal. Punted My your buddy. buddy who wasn't buddy even Jay. dressed. wasn't really dressed for the occasion. Ric Flair uh, hit him in the in the nuggets, in his nuggies, yeah, and then right in the nuggies. Got a punt. Uh, why, when when will they improve the wrestling nut punch? Is the nut punch now where it goes all the way through the legs until they're basically fisting the person? Is yeah. that to stop kids directly punching someone in the nuts? Because I have to say from personal experience of growing up with a big brother and male cousins, that's not going to do it. Like you've got to get straight in there. Even like right. a good nut slap would hurt more than that. Talking about it now, I'm remembering times <laughs> that... Somehow it got great. Well, freshman year college, I'm going to hit my friends with the balls. Watch this. And uh, we would take our, our student IDs in college and flick them because you'd yes. hold them waist high and then flick them and they would hit people. I had and a group be- of friends in college who took oh. to flicking each other. It was a flicking. Yeah. There was a whole trend for flicking. Maybe that's the next heel move. Maybe that's mm-hmm. maybe Johnny Gargano could start flicking people in the nuts. Don't ask somebody what the capital of Thailand is and then deliver the punchline. Literally, nobody needs that. <laughs> no one. It's needs not it. necessary. No it's not necessary. Oscar retained her title after a double countout with Nia Jax and then went on to beat her on Raw. I I liked their match. I didn't not it like, like it. I, I felt just, like there were some missteps. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with Naya, you're grading on a curve, which sounds like a terrible thing to say. She's not necessarily the most technically proficient, and I'm constantly terrified she's going to break someone. Uh, yeah. I also feel like they're wrapping this up to pull Charlotte into the angle, which is Oscar's next match on Raw, which I don't uh-huh. love. I'm like, she just lost a belt. Why is she getting a opportunity at championship it's like there is no storytelling logic here Lindsay. there is only charlotte so i because, will well you know my mouth yeah because because yeah. they got her dad out this week to punch someone in the nuts so next week she gets a championship shot that's the rule uh i don't i didn't hate it i i i, I it does bother me because i used to love naya so much and now i watch most of naya's matches terrified that she's gonna hurt someone yeah i i uh, yeah. It's rough. It's rough. I, I I don't know. I feel like they know they're on limited time with her. She's got repaired knees, um, yeah. both of them now. So it's like they're on limited time. So they have to use her as best they can. Um, but we'll see. The other giant on the roster, Braun Strowman, beat Miz and Morrison, who, Dave, who had <laughs> a great music video. They did have a great music video. <laughs> I, really I really did enjoy, enjoy them. I don't care about the storyline in the slightest, but um, I really did enjoy the music. I really did no, enjoy the music. I did enjoy the moment in the match, and it was 
the moment where they'd finally defeated him by using a double team. And then Morrison went for the pin and Miz, like, by instinct pulled him off. Of course. It's Miz. And then the reaction to that. But it was good that it wasn't, like... Yeah, it wasn't calculated. As soon as he did it, he was like, oh, wait, what am I... uh, 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 What? uh, uh, uh." Yeah. It's going to be a fun one. On It'll be a fun one to watch play out. It's the Strowman of it that really does nothing for me. I, yeah. If you had asked me who was the SmackDown men's champion on Saturday, I couldn't have told you for like any amount of money. I just could not remember. Uh, and then when we started watching back, I was like, it's that guy. Of course it's that guy. Yep. Uh, I, I just, I hope, I mean, I feel like he's a transitional champion. I hope it transition sooner rather than later and we do something fun uh, obviously AJ's now IC so he's taken care of uh, we'll see I don't know I don't know who the next contender is I I would love for it to be Miz or Morrison that could be fun yeah yeah I agree Seamus beat Jeff Hardy in a pretty good match in a pretty good match that involved the heel setting up the face to fail a drug test, alcohol test uh, with the police and getting him arrested and threatening yeah. his livelihood. And, and then, then the face through pee-pee in, his fa- in, in the heel's pee-pee. face. So many yeah. faces. Uh, and then the heel won. Uh, so it was great to see yeah. Jeff Hardy get his revenge. <laughs> By How the way, in, in 2006, they did uh, P-Toss. Was that also with Jeff Hardy? It was Shawn Michaels was uh, involved Shawn in Michaels. that one. Shawn Michaels toss toss the pee pee. You know, Shane, there's another old classic saying, and it goes a little something like this: Doc, it's better to be pissed off than pissed off. He tossed the pee pee. But I can yeah. see Shawn Michaels tossing a pee pee, and that's fine. Toss a pee pee. Um, also, it just it does. I couldn't work out if it was on purpose that it was exactly the same, uh, which is fine, or if they genuinely have convinced themselves that we have the memories of Goldfish and that no one is watching from 2006. Uh, I I couldn't work it out. I think... And also don't have YouTube. Yeah, right? And also, I I think the truth is they just don't fucking care. Like, I think that's the truth. And it does... I mean, you know it's apple juice. I wish it had been pee. That would have been hilarious. Um, that would have actually genuinely been what if it was like a bait and switch and they really was pee or just like a little bit of pee in there like if it was half apple juice half pee and that's why it was so much or like iced tea and pee Um, that that would be funny I've entertained myself enough please move on (laughs) Um, Bailey and Sasha Banks retained the women's tag titles against the Iconics and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a in a really fun match that was very good yeah, my really favorite fun. moment in that match it was Billy Bailey and and Nikki. So Billy takes Nikki in the corner and like says, "Let's get him." And, ba- and you hear Bailey go, "All right, mate," and then starts kicking, <laughs> like laying the boots into her. Bailey's doing some bang up work recently. Bailey is, she is. really just fully come into her own as heel Bailey. Uh, every time she comes out now, I am like, "Yay, Bailey!" I fully turned pro heel. Ba- I mean, it was never not. I was intrigued to see where it went to. I'm so glad they've given it this amount of time because she yeah. is doing stellar work. I really, en- really enjoy Bailey and Sasha right now. But I, I do think Bailey is the shining star and Bailey dose straps. Let's keep it going. I'm, I'm very into it. Yeah. 
what the fuck was happening with the that black rain segment with Akira Tozawa as Michael motorcycle gang versus the Viking prophets and all that. I what, don't and did it, know. Can I can I get a confirmation that that was nine hours long that segment? Yes, I went and made dinner. Like legitimately, I went and made dinner. Like because I had started and then I had to stop and come back to watch the greatest wrestling match ever uh and i'm like oh this is this is upsetting because then that was you know but yeah i got up and uh, i prepped an entire hello fresh not sponsored meal please sponsor us i can't keep paying for your food uh it it was so long and i was watching it and i'm like one eye on it from the kitchen and i'm like these guys can all wrestle like this is wild i don't know if they know this but all of these men are proficient if not uh, excellent professional wrestlers but like Sure, ninja time. Go, go, ninja time. One thing that did 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 it, nobody at WWE think about what big ninja kind of sounds like if you say it really fast. Nope, because <laughs> I, I I couldn't help no. but think that over and over and over again as no. they kept saying that he's bringing out his big ninja. Yeah, no, I mean maybe they did. I, it's hard to say. And also, like, did anyone sit and think, is it a good idea to? have Akira Tozawa be a ninja like is that a good idea I don't know if it's a good is he is, is that something he personally felt like he would like to do I don't know I don't know it's um I just feel like they might need to do a sense check with some of the wrestlers before they proceed with some of their storylines kind of like calling mm-hmm. Lana a thought like I'm sure Lana would go along with anything for screen time I have met Lana I have done some stuff with Lana Lana really enjoys being on screen we know that about her but like did did we think going back to hosky was a good idea did we think that was fun i'm no i don't know do you have thoughts or feelings on what we've discussed so far if so find us on twitter facebook instagram or discord links to all of them are in the show notes when we come back we've got more wrestling to talk about including the return of new japan that's up next on tights and fights interrupt the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast that's right we got this with mark and hal that's correct mark this is Hal. we do the hard work for you settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends so tune in every week on the maximum fun network for we got this with mark and hal and all your questions will be asked and answered you're welcome all right that's enough of that we got this Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelk. After almost four months of hiatus, New Japan is back with the Together Project special. The return we've all been waiting for. Thanks to the phenomenal support from the best fans in the world. New Japan Pro Wrestling returns. The King of Sports appreciates our fans' patience and cheers, which echoed across continents. Now, once again, witness the most tenacious professional wrestlers alive strive for glory. The world will be watching. Where will you be? It had a bunch of skits that featured the wrestlers wearing masks, getting disinfected and so on before their matches. The main event was LIJ versus Okada, Sho and Yo, and a six-man match. 
Uh, you've seen this. Uh, I've seen most of it. So um, New Japan World is running a little slow behind itself with its English commentary. So I've been having it on, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like it's on while I'm doing stuff. And I love the way that they acknowledged everything that's happening and did it in a relatively lighthearted way. But they were like, hey, this is a thing and we all need to do things differently now in that very Japanese way that they do, which was just very lovely. And we've had two nights of New Japan Cup Uh, So that's happening now. That's what I am most excited about. We are in New Japan Cup season, which I'm just like, we're actually getting it. Thank you for this wonderful gift. And the winner will go on to face Naito at Dominion, who currently holds, he has two straps, Naito. So he has Mm -hmm. the heavyweight and the intercontinental belts. So the winner of the New Japan Cup will go on to face Naito, which is a huge deal. Uh, Kota Ibushi, my beloved Kota Ibushi and Tanahashi are tag team champions right now. Mm -hmm. So that's like shenanigans as well we're getting loads of drama there uh okada had a great match with gato you know okay it wasn't a great match because it was okada versus their new japan's booker who is in his 50s and you're not going to get the greatest match of all time of gato like a 50 something year old man versus okada but the history Mm -hmm. on that one is that gato used to manage okada so there was a ton of storyline and um, Okada was able to preempt a bunch of Gato's sneaky moves. Uh, but then Gato was also able to predict a ton of Okada's offense. So it gave him more of a realistic chance than you might have expected. And it made it a really fun match. So I would recommend picking that one up if you can. And the match I'm most excited about is Monday's match, which is Ibushi versus Zack Sabre Jr., which I'm going to talk about oh. a little bit more at the end. So... Yeah, that's going to be a really fun one. So I'm, I'm so, I'm so, so happy that New Japan is back. I cannot even begin to tell you. Dominion is always a really great, great pay-per-view. So I'm, I'm pumped to get to that. Is Gato a better wrestler than, uh, like, like uh, where does he sit on, like, the McMahon scale of whenever they're asked to get into the ring? Oh, no, he was a okay. real wrestler. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, was, he, was a wrestler. <laughs> he and Jericho worked together, I think, a lot, okay. or were buddies, at least. Yeah, Gato, uh, you can find a ton of Gato stuff really easily online and, um, I have a ton of respect for Gato. So even just the Okada match was really fun because it plays on their history. And I think they New Japan does that long time storytelling so much better than most other promotions where they're able to utilize it and dip in and out of it without making it feel um, labored or forced. You know, they think they just do it really, really well and very respectfully of, of everyone's history. So check it out. I liked it. I'm so pleased they're back. All right. Let's move on to AEW, where Hangman Adam Page and Kenny beat the Natural Nightmares to retain their tag titles, but that scene is starting to heat up as the best friends beat Sex Gods with the help of the sneaky Orange Cassidy, who is obviously ratcheting up his feud with Jericho, but uh, the best friends have now become number one contenders to the tag belts. Sure. But more importantly, Lindsay... We're at episode 200, and in that time, we don't have a ton of recurring segments, but one that's that's really stuck yeah. around is your recap of the women's division in AEW and all the in-ring, ac- in-ring action that took place in that division. What do you have for us, Lindsay? Well, this week, Hal, we had yeah. one match. Oh. Yeah. Um, now, you know, if you watch Dark, there were two matches on Dark, but as we've established... You shouldn't have to go to the internet to find representation on the show that is the most progressive wrestling show in the world. I'm not going to bang on. I'm not going to beat the same drum that I beat every week. I feel like everyone hates me for this right now. But yes, there was a match. Uh, It was an interesting match. Uh, It was between Anna Jay and Abaddon. And 
they they put Anna Jay uh, they put a package together for Anna Jay at the beginning, explaining who she is, why she's the star of the show. She could come out to this as the greatest show. She is dressed like a ringmaster slash magician. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I like her little sparkly outfit. I myself would enjoy wearing that. Then she lost. Uh, but you know they gave her the package, which builds her as a character, and they tried to make us care about her. I was probably in middle school when I started watching wrestling. I fell in love with it. I knew I wanted to learn more, to do more, train more. Any opportunity you have is an opportunity to showcase your talents. As soon as I got signed, I remember thinking, now I've got to work 10 times harder. I have so much to do. I have so much to learn. My biggest thing for me is character. Putting on a show, giving people something to talk about later, entertaining people. And that's kind of what I want to bring to the table and what I want to bring to the women's division is to put on a show. And that's why I call myself the star of the show. At the same time, this match did nothing to develop storylines for anyone um, in in any ongoing storyline sense. Um, and the only storyline that was developed was our beloved Britt Baker, who was driven away by Big Swole, where they appear to be developing a rivalry, and Big Swole dumped her in a, a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Um, her in the trash. That was, yeah, that was a fun storyline development for a woman who can't wrestle for six months. And also now Chris Statlander is out uh, with an ACL injury also. So it's a big hit. They're taking a hit, uh, the, the AEW women's division, with regards to who they have positioned as their top talent. This has now pushed Penelope Ford into uh, number one contendership. But maybe this is something they're going to learn from. And we're going to see more women's matches on the main show and not just the same wrestlers every week wrestling each other in a different formation. Just different combos of the same guys on the Cody show every single week. Um, Yeah. Yeah. One match. Oh, uh, speaking of Cody, uh, he's been abandoned by the elite and the nightmare family, but still has Arn Anderson to coach him to victory against the debuting Ricky Starks to retain the TNT championship. Every time I see that tattoo, it's like the first time. Every single time. I'm like, oh, there it is. There it is again. How do you feel about... I'm curious how you feel about Cody's slow burn heel turn that I feel like we're in the middle of. I I like Cody. I think he's good. It's totally fine. I get it. I know when I, when I watch every week that he is the star of the show and there's no question of it. And... See, that I don't that's love. That's fine. Last week, I got really annoyed. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. I was really mad last week that he had booked himself into the main event two weeks running. I feel like he was pushing the TNT championship at the expense of the main championship. I know they have to establish it and make it important, but you're also putting yourself in open challenge matches that we know you're not going to lose because you're already booked for a main event at Fighter Fest against Jake Hager. So when you know you have a major fight coming up you know you're not going to lose the matches between then and now unless you did which mm-hmm. would be a fantastically interesting story turn that we don't really see um yeah so i'm like why are you booking yourself as the main event when we know you're going to win unless you're going to do something interesting with the time and the storytelling and those first two matches against um half a private party uh and um jungle boy they were fine and they all ended in a hug and a handshake you know and it's like everything's okay and then obviously we had to have the beat down afterwards and he didn't get his support. So now we're seeing him pick up someone and Arn Anderson handpicked an opponent that he knows he can beat. And I'm like, well, that feels heel turny. And I'm into it, but I, 
I do need him to stop booking himself as the main event. I do need that. Well, you know, speaking of main events, the main event of NXT was a tag match with Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox coming up just short. Uh, thanks to thanks to Bailey's underhanded tactics of so great. challenging for the so women's championship. Fantastic. Such a great match. Bailey and Sasha are doing more for the tag belts than anybody's held them before. Yeah. Which yep. makes you wonder why would they take them off of them in the first place? <laughs> but that's the kind of thing that would lead a girl to cry and scream on the floor of a hotel room. Yes, they didn't, they didn't do that. Yeah, that aside, they're just great champions. They're elevating the the titles mm-hmm. for whoever holds it next. They face the Iconics, I think tonight as of this recording. Uh, I think it's on Raw. Opponent. I want to say it's on Raw. It's going to be on Raw. Oh, is that on Raw? Uh, it's That's on, on Raw. Raw, and I'm very excited about it following the slap. <laughs> the just, like, straight slap that mm-hmm. uh, Peyton delivered to Sasha that was just an excellent slap. Uh, it made me excited yeah. for the match. Um, I loved the match. I loved Bailey cheating to win because that's how much she cares about this. She's going to cheat yeah. to keep her belts. And I loved even the handover of the belts at the end that Sasha was holding the belt and for a split second you were like oh Sasha's holding her belt is Bailey going to be okay with it and she immediately gave it to her and then they hugged it out and I'm like oh they're so good at teasing this and I even love the Io Shirai run in at the end when she yes. came to defend her brand because we haven't seen so much of her since she won we haven't had much time to see that much of her but I love that she came in to protect her NXT and they immediately yep. position her as a hero and a champion and I love it I loved that that was my best bit. I also just, I cannot say enough good things about Breezango or Emporio, as they should now only ever be referred to, Fabio and Marsupial. <laughs> While we're talking about tag teams, <laughs> Fabio and Marsupial. Oh, How great are those guys? They're great. I think, I like that um, NXT is sort of rebuilding its tag division, because it feels like they yeah. have a great tag division. Then a bunch of tag teams get promoted to have with the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. Um, and even you know, going back to the Vaudevillian, Vaudevillians and Enzo and Big Cass, who were very massively overact, then they need yeah. to replenish. So along come Champa and Gargano and yeah. the revival. Like now, the newest tag team is going to be Dexter Loomis and Velveteen <laughs> Dream. I... I love the drawing. This is a misunderstanding. The Dream. Got a little help from Dexter Loomis at In Your House with the Undisputed Era. The Dream helped out Dexter last week. That's called a favor return, Tom. This. Dexter, understand that this means nothing. The Dream is a solo act. Dexter Loomis is such an unexpected source of pure light and joy for someone who's (laughs) modeled on a creepy serial killer. Like, I... I love him so much. I want to see him and Dream tag so badly. Like, I didn't know I needed that, but someone knew I needed that. Thank you right. for anticipating my needs, uh, whoever did that. Even if it's Road Dog, Even if Road Dog came up with that, fair play. Because I'm pretty sure you also came up with Robert Stone puking in the ring, which I did mm-hmm. not care for in my NXT. Yep. Um, but Dexter Loomis, Velveteen Dream, all the live long day. All the live long day. Yeah. Uh, so also, the the title pictures, the men's title pictures, has come into sharper focus. First, so there's exciting. going to be a triple threat match with Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, and Finn Balor. The winner of that match will face Adam Cole. 
uh, in a title versus title, winner takes all. And winner takes all. It's so exciting. And I mean, if I hadn't already had enough fun, Johnny Gargano shouting, my name's not Mark at Finn Balor was, that's, that was nearly a ringtone for me. I'm like, I might need that. <laughs> First of all, my name's not Mark. I'm like, I might need that. Um, I'm very, very excited to see all my, all my boys go off against each other. It's, yeah. it's, it's really exciting because I don't know what's going to happen. And that they seem to have redirected Karrion Cross out of the title picture, mm-hmm. which I think is the right move for yeah. right now. With AEW, when Brian Cage came in and went won and went won the Battle Royal, went straight into the title picture, that was totally made sense to me. With Karrion Cross coming into NXT and doing the same thing, doesn't. And I think that's because AEW maybe needs to build its roster so much more and the depth and the density and explain all of its characters still so much. Whereas with NXT, if someone comes in and just announces themselves straight into a title picture when we have so many stories and histories and plots that are already underway, it feels kind of off to me that he was just going to walk in and challenge Cole. Um, I'm sure people would disagree with me and think he's fantastic and deserve to be boosted straight up into that title pitch but i think as long as they protect him and have him keep winning he doesn't need to go straight into a title picture right also don't know if i want to see him versus cole i don't see that as a natural brilliant matchup but maybe i will be proven wrong i hope that i am well, do you think Lindsay will be proven wrong? If so, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. Or let us and know I, if you I agree know with you her. will. I know you will. Either and way. I appreciate that. Yeah. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights. I listen to reading glasses because Bria and Mallory have great tips. You're a comics reader and you want to use a library connected app. You can try out Hoopla. I listen for the author interviews. I'm mad at myself that I waited as long as I did to start reading Joan Didion. They give me reading advice I didn't even know I needed. If you go in person to an event and go up to an author or a filmmaker or anybody and tell them what they you don't like about their work, you're a trash baby. I, look, I understand you didn't like Heroes Season 3. That's fine. I, like, I don't... <laughs> actually need to know that information i'm bria grant and i'm mallory o'mara we're reading glasses and we solve all your bookish problems every thursday on maximum fun welcome back to tights and fights i'm hal lublin and i'm joined today by Lindsay kelk you know how we end this show that's how we do it almost every week for almost 200 weeks. We share the joy of pro wrestling with you. This, well, it's the three count. We really should have uh, tripled down that crowd noise, Julian. You should have looped that about 17 times. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Lindsay, what do you yeah, want to put over? <laughs> um, I would like to put over... I had one thing, and it's just us, so I'm going to put over, like, ten things. No, I'm going to put over two things. I would like to put over Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, in New Japan because his um, post-match 
interviews are always a delight always worth checking out not safe for work or small ears because he's usually a bit of a, a swearer but he is spectacular and they are prepping uh, they're, they're getting ready for his match with abushi on monday the 22nd as i mentioned and then also he's going to be in the tag team picture two that is coming up but uh zach's promo from uh, his interview from his match this week just gone i heartily recommend there is still one constant in this nightmare of a year it's the new japan cup season huh? and one thing happens every new japan cup i tap out ibushi i mean he's even more of a specimen isn't he huh? someone used their their four months of quarantine productively he didn't read a bloody book though did he all those muscles, no idea. Huh? Other than that, I have been, you know, I mentioned there were allegedly other wrestling podcasts. So I went mm. to find out about some of them. And oh. I just wanted to give a shout out to friend of the pod, Colt, who has been doing a quarantine series with indie wrestlers to spread awareness about them. There was a great episode about Effie that I really enjoyed. And they're really short. They're like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Um, and a great episode about Speedball Mike Bailey, who I used to see at PWG all the time and then get in, got into some visa uh, unpleasantness. So we haven't seen him in the US for a while and we will not see no. him in the US for a while. So they're worth checking out. And also the most recent episode of the New Day's podcast is a mailbag episode, which I always enjoy. Just love to those boys for being bright, bright lights in a sometimes dim world. Uh, but yeah, so check out all those things for a dose of the happies. All right. I would like to put over, uh, number one, the continuation of the Undertaker documentary series, which is really good and very interesting. And the new episode is out. But also I'd like to just put over the music video that Ms. Morrison put out <laughs> that should be watched in its entirety. Hey, it's, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Ho, ho, ho. Not only... Uh, <laughs> Not only is the song like legitimately catchy and sounds good, but the video is really like they do a very good job. Both of those guys have have some acting experience and they they threw themselves into it and, and really like are embracing and making the most of their run together. Maybe want to go and a watch good example of that. various marine movies and Boone the Bounty Hunter. Maybe want to go watch both of them at once, like a one on each screen at the same time. Uh, and Have also I'm you? waiting for their action buddy movie which will be amazing did I ever tell you I sat behind Morrison on a plane you did it's the greatest story I saw story. him working on the screenplay like, <laughs> this, this is the greatest story <laughs> but yeah. that's how hard he's working he's probably traveling to another show and he took the time that he had when he could have just been relaxing on that plane and he wrote yeah. a screenplay for a movie that he made himself that's massive right. respect to someone that has the uh, commitment and the dedication to do that god bless that's you right. Job Morrison that's right. I was going to say all that's sailing you, but that's that's not right. That's ships. Carry on. <laughs> well, that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights, episode 200. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and me, Hal Lublin. I hope uh, you have a good weekend. I don't have much to promote. I, I don't. I think it's possible you can still, if this is, uh, if you are listening to this on the day of release, you can still. Uh, benefit the NAACP Legal Defense Fund by getting tickets and access to the show that was recorded um, Friday night. If not, I encourage you to just give money to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. You don't need to watch our show to do it, but uh, we're looking forward to doing that show tonight 
and you can always listen to my other podcasts. We're doing some fun. I, I got to to do my dream episode of We Got This, uh, but just came out this past week, which is Freddy or Jason with Jason Ritter, uh, someone who has faced them both in one movie. <laughs> so I've been looking forward to that for five years, and we got to do it, and it was just as much fun as I thought it would be. So you can check that out and find me anywhere online at Hal Lublin. Also, for Danielle, you should be watching The Great Debate. It's yes, now out. That's what I you was going to put over. You can see her uh, out there as DB8 and, and her work as a writer on the show. Go support it. Watch it. Make sure it gets another season and let her know what a great job she has done. There are uh, Instagram stickers, you did. guys. You can, if yeah. you go into Instagram for your stories and just put sci-fi, S-Y-F-Y, into uh, the sticker, the GIF uh, search, you can find DB8 stickers. There are Danielle stickers on Instagram. It's very exciting. I watched the yes. show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, made me want, it, it gave me fond memories of the Zoom, the original Zoom. Everything's called Zoom now. It's a good job that that Zoom, the original music Zoom didn't work out because there are too many Zooms. <laughs> But yeah, yeah that, that's all I want to put over to. Go watch the de- Great Debate. Go check it out. All right. Happy Juneteenth. Belatedly from our producer, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. And thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible by way of their recurring monthly contribution as members. And hey, if you need some clothing, why not buy our t-shirt? It is available for you, and it is very comfortable. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.